The views and opinions expressed by the guests on the following program do not necessarily represent those of Mark Radio, The Shepherd, or its advertisers. From the studios of The Shepherd Radio Network, it's Afternoons with Mike. This next hour is all about our walk with Jesus with local pastors, newsmakers, people who are making a difference for the gospel. Now, here is your host, Mike Gilland. Thank you for being with me again at our new time here on The Shepherd at 105. And it is great to have on the line with me a return guest. I've had him here once before, Doug Stroop is a, a a real active person in the Georgia area. And he has uh, got quite a story. First of all, he was uh, injured in a bike accident. He's going to kind of bring that up uh, to date, bring us all up to date on how he's doing, what happened, the whole story there. But he's also involved as a filmmaker. And that's what we talked about the last time. In fact, there's a big project that um, obviously this industry that we're talking about today, the whole sex trafficking, human trafficking, uh, it's an ugly industry, and yet it is one of the biggest things happening in the nation, and, and sadly, happening in our own country in our own cities. So uh, we're going to hear all about that as well. Doug Stroop, welcome back, my friend. Thank you so much, Mike. It's just a joy to be here with you again. Looking forward to a great uh, a great program. Now, you know, you brought us up to date the last time, but just for the sake of those new listeners, uh, tell us a little bit about what happened in this accident. And I know your life was also really impacted in a positive way from Samaritan Ministries, and we'll chat about that mm-hmm. a a bit as well. But tell us what happened back in the day. Sure. So, yeah, again, thank you for having me on. Uh, So, yeah, I had a traumatic brain injury. I'll go back. uh, It was eight years ago in April of this year. I was doing a century ride, which is 100 miles all at one time. (laughs) You know, I've very very much been athletic all over the years of my life and all of that and running and cycling and all the things that I totally enjoyed to keep my body in as best shape as as we can. And so, anyway, I was doing a century ride and – um, try to keep it short. I ended up having an accident. I was about a mile. Actually, I was less than a mile from the finish line. I'd already been 99 miles, or actually, I was over 100 miles at that point. The full length was 103. Uh, so I was just over 102. I could see the finish line up there uh, just within eyesight, and I ran off the side of the road. Uh, my rear tire uh, just kind of bogged down in some mud there because it had been raining on us throughout the ride that day and tried to get back up onto the road and, you know, just overcompensated, I guess. About 20 miles an hour, I went over the front handlebars out into the middle of two lanes of oncoming traffic. Actually, it was going in the same direction with me, though there were two lanes of traffic. And I went over the handlebars 20 miles an hour right out into the middle of them. My bike went across. Of course, I separated from my bike. It went across the traffic. I landed out in the middle of it. The bike got mangled. Um, I did as well. Um, I tried to roll out of it because, Mike, it's actually a little bit funny. On my way over the handlebars, I had two thoughts that crossed in my mind, and one of them was, this is going to hurt really bad. <laughs> and I knew oh, that man, as I you was know flying it. over. The next thought was, I don't want to face plant and, you know, just road rash across the road. Uh, And so I tried to give it the old athletic roll, and I figured maybe I could roll out of it on the other side when I hit. Well, I ended up hitting just in a way that I drove the dial of my helmet into the base of my skull and had a traumatic brain injury. Uh, It affected my brain stem. Uh, oh. To the point that I was literally unable to walk and talk for the first eight months. Um, I had other injuries as well as that, like dislocated shoulders and things and misaligned vertebrae and all those things. But uh, doctors and chiropractors were able to put me back together. But it just took almost three years of time of, of my life for the recovery, you know, the healing journey to take place. The brain just takes time, right, to heal. You can't just put a cast on it. It's not a broken bone. It's an injured brain. And so living inside of that was a very lonely and dark place to be for a long time. Um, But uh, through the care and my family and doctors and chiropractors and nutrition and all those things, I've been able to, to just 
uh, work through all that and, and just with God's help and prayer and was able to fight my way back through and just become an overcomer. And I'm so thankful to be have overcome that injury and now being able to do all the things that God has allowed me to do today. And it's really a miracle story. It, it's a miracle story to think about a traumatic brain injury uh, to the degree that you were. Now, when you woke up, uh, you, you mentioned not being able to talk or walk mm. for months. Mm-hmm. What about cognitive? Yeah. When you when you came to, were you fully aware at that point what had happened? Um, well, I was passing out and then coming to and then passed out again and then come to. And so when I first came to, and I don't know. I ended up, when I woke up, I was on the side of the road. Now, when I went out and when I hit, I blacked out, but I was in the middle of the road. And I remember that. But I don't know how long And I was out, and I don't I didn't know at the time. My cycling buddy told me later, he said, I've never seen anybody crawl that fast. Well, it's amazing how the body kicks in, how God designed us, that apparently, even though I was completely blacked out, but my body the whole response, you know, mechanism crawled very quickly out of that traffic and onto the side of the road. Oh, that's but amazing. I don't remember doing that. I don't remember yeah, that don't part remember of the story. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, and then when I came to, I don't know, however long it was later, I was in a fetal position on the side of the road in some mud. And, you know, my, my buddy was there like, you know, very gently talking to me. So I, I knew, I knew that I had been hurt. And I knew that I had gone over the handlebars, but I was just so passing in and out, and and I, I just I couldn't I couldn't function, you know. And so he was there to help me. He called a, a pickup truck that was, you know, came and and they, you know, got me in the truck and took me. Ended up, you know, the hospital and all those things for many many months with multiple doctors and chiropractors and oh, all the yeah. things that I had to do, the neurologist and all that, brain specialist, and on and on. But um, yeah, it was, <laughs> it was an amazing place to be. You know, I, I just, I love the, the journey, you know, I, it, God causes all things to work together for good. And I've seen that happen in my life to, to where I am today, just able to serve him again and, and all the things he's allowed me to do for his glory. So yeah, it was, it was a, it was a bad place. It was a dark place. Um, I suffered some depression, you know, during that time because my, my brain just didn't function properly. And so neither did my body for all of that time. And we're talking eight but, months. I mean, that's, that's not a, yeah. a, that's not a couple of days there. I mean, that's enough to really no. upset anyone. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, there were some depressive thoughts and things, but you know, I, I knew laying there, I couldn't get out of the bed on my own. I couldn't walk on my own. I couldn't, my, my family, my wife, you know, had to take care of me and all that for all that time. And I'm so thankful they were there for me. And I'm thankful that they, you know, did whatever was necessary to help me in this healing journey. Um, yeah, it was it was very difficult. Um, but again, I, I thank God that he, he's allowed it to work together for good in my life and has brought me through to the other side of it. My so, goodness. Now, as I recall, you had done some acting as well, right? Hmm. Yes, I sure had. I, I'd been an actor, uh, well, really since I was about 10 years old, just very active in that world of acting. And, um, I was able to, uh, I was on a lot of movie sets, um, with A-list actors and Hollywood and Marvel and all the different places, um, different production companies over the years. Um, I did a lot of background work when I first started years ago, just getting my feet kind of into the industry and seeing what it was all about. And God had given me a desire to work in that area, into that field. Um, and we'll talk more about that in a moment, but, um, I was able to do a lot of acting up until that time. And then, but anyway, even after that, I was able to get back into it. I did a lot of stand-in work for a lot of the A-list actors that turned into becoming a photo double. So I'm in a lot of movies that you don't know it's me because you think it's the actual actor, Mm -hmm. you know, but it's me as a photo double, you know, which was great. I love doing that. Uh, that led into some supporting roles and some lead roles and, I've done some Christian film and all that as an actor and some series and things. But um, so, yes, I I was able to have a a big part of my background has been acting. And then even prior to that uh, on the stage, you know, doing live theater and musicals and dramas and things like that prior to going into film. That's quite a a, uh, background to have. And 
to think about, I'm sure, during all of that uh, time of recovery, that it would seem like all of that is gone forever, and how good of God to give you so much of this mm. back. And, you know, I you know, know that— Mike, it was—yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead. That's fine. I was saying it was very difficult because at first, when I started coming out of it, you know, of course, my mind as a man, right, we just want to be productive, you know, and I, I was unable to be productive. And so that was a lot of my depression and my emotion and tears and a lot of that during the healing journey came just from my lack of ability you know, uh, to do anything and to be productive. And I couldn't do things, you know, for my family, which, you know, it's instilled in us to do that, to That's provide right. for them. Yeah. And, Absolutely. Yeah. And so not being able to do that was, uh, was part of the, the darkness. Um, but yeah, I mean, God brought me through all that. And so we're, we're just extremely grateful to be where we are today. Now we mentioned Samaritan. I know I want to give them some props here because yeah. they yeah. are a, really a big part of this story in the sense that you yeah. had this serious problem and, you know, mm-hmm. that was your form of uh, medical coverage. It's not true insurance. It's a lot different from that. It's it's actually health care sharing. And uh, yeah. I know that it not only blessed you, and here you are with, this isn't a cold. This isn't just a broken arm. <laughs> this is a, a problem that's going to kept you high, uh, sidelined all the way, from, yeah. uh, all of these months. And yet they were with you throughout the whole time, right? Yes, they were. And I'm very grateful for Samaritan Ministries. Um, you know, part of being non-productive, you know, as the provider, the leader, right, the man of the home, uh, I could not do those things, and yet the medical bills were just continuing to pile up as my wife and some family members, you know, would take me to more and more doctors and different, all the tests and different appointments, you know, all those things that I went through, or excuse me, um, I was so, so thankful to have Samaritan Ministries there because it, it gave me a peace of mind, Mike, to to know that they were there to help, you know, and the whole Christian community that they represent, you know, were able to help. And I knew that my medical bills were going to be taken care of, and it gave me such a peace of mind, you know, just to know that all those bills were taken care of. It wasn't going to put the pressure on my wife to have to go out and try to you know, bring in some funding to try to make sure that, you know, she could help out with that because she was taking care of me, right? And yeah, so, and there's a lot to take um, care but, of when you're yeah. talking about an eight-month on kind of out of uh, the normal routine. That's just a, an amazing story. And thank God for Samaritan on that, but they didn't just help you. I understand that your daughters were also involved in a pretty serious car accident, right? Uh, yes, sir. That's exactly right. Uh, two, we have uh, we have two sons and five daughters, seven children that God has blessed us with. And our our youngest two were in a very serious uh, car wreck, and they both were injured. But our baby girl uh, was hurt worse, where she actually blew out the orbital socket of her left eye oh. um, in in the accident. Yeah, it was very major, and so she had to have two uh, major surgeries and reconstructive of the orbital structure inside the eye and the, the floor of that orbital structure where the eye and the eye socket. And so, and yet they were there to, you know, to help us through that entire process as well. You know, and then the same thing, just the peace of mind that we had and knowing that Samaritan Ministries, that's what they're there for. That's their ministry. They were there to make sure that our medical bills were being taken care of. And that works through the entire Christian community out there that literally is sending their uh, their checks, you know, each month directly to us to help us make sure that our medical bills are taken care of. And so just a real shout out to them. They're a great, great organization, a great ministry. You know, and even times, Mike, I remember this is so special, times that I, I would, you know, very uh, brokenly, I would call them up and try to have a conversation with them and, you know, about these things. Uh, and they would just say, Doug, let, let's pray for you. And they would pray for me right there over the phone. They didn't, I mean, they don't know me personally. I'm I'm one of the people, you know, in their whole database. And yet they care. It's just a wonderful organization all the way around. So I'm very grateful for them. I got to ask, what about your daughter's vision? Was that restored? It was. Yes, sir. Oh, uh, wonderful. Thank you for asking that. Yeah, it was. Uh, she had to have a little bit of plastic surgery. And then, she, of course, the restructuring of the orbital. Yeah, her eyes were not working. They weren't in sync for a long time, but 
over the time of her her healing process. Um, today, her eyes work great together. They're in sync. You can't even tell that she had that accident. The doctors did a wonderful job, and so yes, <laughs> she is. She too has been restored to full health, and so we're very very grateful for that. Well, that is a great story. It's a great outcome, you know. And I was talking earlier with a, another guest, and we were discussing how that in the scheme of our lives, uh, God's plan as it works out, we just don't know how something is going to go when we're faced with something. And that is doubly true with you. You had no idea. I mean, you're riding your bike, uh, the real peak of your health on a 100 plus mile bike ride. And then out of the blue, an accident happens that not only stops that ride, but it stopped your life for eight full months while you recovered. Yeah. We just don't know from the, the beginning to the end what things are going to go or how they're going to turn out, yeah. right? Right. We sure don't. And then again, from there, the the journey of just being out of work and not able to drive and all of that for almost three years of that, you know, as the healing journey continued. Um, yeah, we don't know. But yet, our our days are numbered, right? Our lives are in God's hands, and He knows exactly what He's doing, and we trust Him in everything, right? I've heard that if you if you can't trust Him in everything, right, you can't trust Him at all. But if, if you can, and you do, which we do, we're very much a Christian family that loves God uh, with wholeheartedly and serves Him, and we know that we can trust Him in all things, and so we're we're grateful for that, even though, as you mentioned. Uh, we don't know what each day is going to hold, but we know that our, our days are held in the hands of God, and that's a, a great place to be. That is a wonderful place to be. Now, uh, an <laughs> actor such as yourself, and again, you've mentioned you've done both the roles of, uh, of, of your own characters, but also that of a stand-in double for some A-listers. I, I know that there probably are not a lot of believers as committed as what you are uh, in Hollywood, and you've done that kind of a thing. Uh, do you ever get to do any of those kind of roles still to this day? Well, I, no, because I walked away from that. And that's something that God put very, very clearly on my heart, um, you know, just over the time. Now, it was a mission field for me, Mike. i I greatly enjoyed the opportunities, but yet, as you mentioned a minute ago, um, very few, and there are some, that are solid, you know, believers in Christ that are in that world, you know, film industry, but very few. The majority of them, you know, they'll just laugh at you and walk away and just not understand mm -hmm. or not want to talk right. about the Lord or not want to hear your testimony or not want to hear the gospel, you know, none of those things. So. For me, it was a mission field until the moment came that God said, okay, I'm, I'm finished with you here. I want you to walk away from this, and I want you to put me back into film. That's literally what God was telling me wow. through my prayers and my spirit. And so I, I totally made an adjustment there and became a filmmaker. I still do some acting, but not into that Hollywood world as it was before. So now it's uh, more as a filmmaker and director of film that have powerful messages. <laughs> well, I know that Doug Stroop is involved in something that is so pertinent and very important. And we're going to be hearing about that in a moment. And uh, that film that is going to be discussed has to do with this thing, this business. Talk about dark side, human trafficking. That's all coming up with Doug Stroop. He's my guest. We'll be back with him in just a moment. This is Afternoons with Mike. Pastors and financial leaders, do you need expert accounting or tax help? Do you have payroll or 1099 questions? Do you need a ministry expert to help you acquire real estate for your next project? If the answer is yes, yes, and yes, visit PetraWorldwide.org. Petra Worldwide has been strengthening ministries to transform humanity since 2007. Visit PetraWorldwide.org or call 855-481-9095. Palm Beach Atlantic University Orlando offers three distinct areas of study. An evening Master's of Science in Clinical Mental Health Counseling, an evening Bachelor's of Science in Human Services, and our new Daytime Bachelor's of Science in Nursing. All of our courses are offered at our beautiful campus on Millennia Boulevard. For more information or to schedule a tour, call 844-PBA-ORLANDO. That's 844-PBA-ORLANDO. With me on the program today is Doug Stroop, and uh, an actor and a film director. 
Uh, we've heard the incredible story of his accident and also the accident that happened to his daughters, who were both in a car wreck. Doug's accident was a bike, a, like a, a single accident a, where you're riding a bike and lose control going 20 miles an hour. That can happen. And it's yeah. it happened to Doug and a, a serious injury left him now for eight months kind of out of pocket, trying to recover, trying to go through all the things. And uh, God did a marvelous job. And Doug, and just talking with you, I no one would ever know. And how good of God it is to to realize that he, he brought you back from a serious, what could have been a real life-changing and forever debilitating injury. Yes. And he brought you out of yes. all of that. He did. He did. It was near death. And I, I'm just, you know, there's a lot of that that I don't remember uh, just because of of the you know extent of the brain injury. But I'm so, so thankful uh, that he saw fit to heal me and bring me to this, the other side of that. And uh, it was a, it was an amazing healing journey, but I'm thankful to be where I'm at today. That's for sure. Absolutely. Now you, you were talking about the fact that you sensed from God, a very strong direct sense where he, he spoke to your heart and told you mm-hmm. to walk away from the, the film business as you had known it into another yeah. area. And that was putting him in and his story and, and the work of the ministry into film. So you became a producer uh, still there in the Georgia area, right where you live. And, but you're also yeah. involved with something called make it clear studio that is in yeah. the central Florida area. So tell us about that. Correct. So during my healing journey, um, my I was I was coming out of it and beginning to you know read some and to talk and walk a little you know and just in the process of the healing journey over time, I got a phone call from uh, the president of Make It Clear Ministries. His name is Dr. Stan Pons, a wonderful teacher, you know, writer, speaker, all that of the Word of God, great soul winner, and he he's the president of Make It Clear Ministries, which is an international ministry, lots of different arms of of that ministry uh, worldwide. But he, uh, they they didn't have a film ministry or anything in that part of it, right? And so they thought about me. They had been doing some interviews of of some actors and and stuntmen and all kinds of things, and so they said, you know what, maybe God's leading them to start a film arm. And so they contacted me um, to see if I would be interested. And, you know, my wife and I, uh, we prayed about uh, becoming kind of like the face, I guess, of starting this arm called Make It Clear Studio. Hmm. And um, we we took, I mean, it was a, it was a difficult decision because ooh, I, I get a little emotional as I'm talking about this, but because I was at the place at that time that I did not know if God could ever use me again. Yeah. And certainly not because of his inability, right? He can use any of us, right? He can, he can use a rock. I mean, you know, he can use, but because of my inability to be used, right? Because my brain didn't work right. Yeah. <laughs> and so I just didn't know that if he could ever use me again. And so it, we took about, Oh, probably about six months, you know, of just praying and and searching and and seeking the Lord and and I, you know we felt very confident that that was the area that God had was leading us in and so I became the senior director of Make It Clear Studio, which was a fulfillment of what God had already put in my heart when He brought me out of the other part of the film industry I'd been in previously. And so now here I had the opportunity, and I still have now, as the senior director of Make It Clear Studio, we're a film production company that's doing, you know, uh, creating short films and feature films and music videos and all those things with powerful messages of the gospel and, of, you know, for Christ and just really pointing people to him. And so we're fulfilling what God had told me to do, and that is putting him back in the film. Now, you mentioned uh, the Pons, uh, the owner of uh, this this whole mm-hmm. ministry. Is he mm-hmm. based in Central Florida himself? Well, he was for many, many years. That is where uh, Make It Clear Ministries uh, was headquartered up until literally about two months ago, uh, and they have now moved to San Antonio, Texas. Uh, and so that has just been very recently. Uh, but I have my studio and, and my ministry here as part of that, you know, 
uh, is here in Middle Georgia area. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. yeah, now they're out of San Antonio, Texas. So there's a real connection to our part of the the country <laughs> and the history yeah. of this uh, studio that's here. Yeah. But make it clear there now is. being we, in... Absolutely. We actually filmed one of our TV series is called Issues and Answers for Today. And we had a studio there in Orlando. And that's where I would go there, you know, periodically. And we would do four or five shows a weekend, you know, all that kind of thing. Um, And so that was all filmed uh, up to this point, you know, there in Orlando. Um, Of course, all of that's in a transition right now. But um, we're actually setting up studio in middle Georgia now to be continuing on, you know, with filming that. Well, that will make that much more convenient for you. Being that that's where your your home base, and you know yeah. this whole thing of uh, making films, uh, feature films, and mm-hmm. uh, the kind of thing that you're doing, what led you and maybe uh, the whole organization to look into this whole issue of human trafficking? How did that start? Wow. Uh, so when I first started with Make It Clear Studio, um, I was just really, really praying for God to just. Give me what what is his vision for this? You know, what is the direction? Where does he want us to take this? Um, and I mean, literally, just during the night. I mean, I, I just I knew that God put this on my heart very, very uh, definitely. And that is um, doing a series called The Bible Says, because our young people today, Mike, and for many, many years. We have taken out prayer. We've taken out the Word of God. Many of them don't even go to church anymore right here in this country, right? I mean, can you believe that? We have young people being raised in the United States of America that have never even heard the name of Jesus, never stepped foot on a church campus, don't pray, don't read the Bible, all of those things. And so um, I feel like we were losing a whole generation of our young people because of that. They don't have that foundation based on the Word of God. And so— That's what God put on my heart as like a beginning launching pad, if you will, uh, into this Make It Clear studio. And so we started doing short films to enter into their world with topics that they're dealing with, you know, on a daily basis. And many times scared, don't know who to talk to, don't say anything about it, but they're living the fear of these different topics in their daily lives. And but we want them to know what the Word of God has to say about those. And we want to open conversations. So we use these short films entering into their world um, as conversation starters. And then we we end every one of these short films with what the Bible says about the topic that they just saw. And so that's where this whole trafficking thing came in. We had done one on bullying and one on lying and cheating and dangers of vaping. And, you know, we just shot one on mass shootings just like two months ago. We're doing them on teen suicide and pornography and on and on and on. There's an endless, you know, uh, uh, list of topics. But somewhere in that list, it came to me about what was going on with this area of human trafficking. And so we started putting together and writing scripts and all of that um, about this area, right, of, of trafficking. And we name our film Trafficked, and that's what it is. It's all about raising awareness. It's about educating the viewers. It's about, yes, we can, uh, we can help. Right. We can be more aware of our surroundings. We need to know this is going on right up under our noses and all of those things. And so that's what we portray in this film called Traffic. And and I have to just say this one more thing, Mike. God's timing is absolutely perfect, as we know, in all things. All things. The week. Yes. One week before. And we were already at shoot schedule, script, cast and crew. Everything was lined out, ready to go next week. And one week before we started to shoot this film, it came out big time in the news all over middle Georgia. They had rescued 39 children, young children from a trailer park. They had been kidnapped. They were involved in this nightmare of human trafficking. I mean, 30 minutes down the road from where we were going to be oh, shooting goodness. our film. Oh, my goodness. They rescued all of those children from that nightmare of trafficking. And so it was like, okay, God, we know, <laughs> wow, it's time. We've got to speak out and we've got to raise awareness and educate viewers about this topic. It's hard to think now 
that this could be happening, like you said earlier, in our own country. But when uh, I just interviewed somebody last week from an organization here in Florida, and they were saying that the, the stats tell us that Florida is the third largest state are the third state uh, of the most activity with human trafficking in all of the country. And Orlando is number three in Florida. And so it it is, it's something that's happening, not in some far off land. It's happening right under our noses, right in our hometowns. And just like Mm -hmm. you said, right down the road from you, 30 people, 30 young people rescued from this horrible thing. Right. There was 39 of them. And these were young children. I mean, like eight years old, you know, eight, 10, 12 years old children who were living that nightmare. And so, you know, I just knew we were, we were at the right time, the right place to put out this message. And and by the way, that film has done extremely well. It's been shown at Christian and secular film festivals. It's won over 25 different awards. Wow. Now. Uh, and so we know that that message is very important. We know that it's hitting the target that was intended. It's not only changing the lives in young people by making them more aware of what's going on, trying to not only rescue those who are involved in that, but also keeping others from ever becoming a statistic, right, and becoming involved into the human trafficking world. And so we're just grateful that God's using us to make a difference in people's lives. You know, some people would say, those that are in this business, they would say that it's too big, it's it's too massive, it's too worldwide, it's a global thing. And they, they probably are just laughing at the thought that people with <clears throat> films and with awareness programs would ever make a difference in it, but they are underestimating the power of God. And that's what I love the fact that you're doing. You're giving (laughs) an answer to this that is not just information. It's not just a few people's stories, but you're also telling it with the heart of God behind it and the power of God underneath it. Absolutely. And these are live action films that people can relate to. They see somebody in this movie that there's their age, you know, or whatever, their demographic. And, they, and so they can relate to that. And then again, we're showing real live action footage. This is something that is playing out all the time, every day, somewhere around in our cities, which and we don't even know it right up under our noses. And yet it is possible for us to become more aware and to help rescue them out of that nightmare you know, Mike, that was one of the things as we were filming, and I was I wrote and directed that film. And as we were doing that, we we portrayed the nightmare of of a of a holding place, if you will, for all of these different girls who were being trafficked. Oh wow! Wow! And during that scene, during the shooting of that scene, and I knew it was going to be difficult, but I just had to say, "Cut!" Okay, everybody. Let's take some time. I've got to just get away from this. Yeah. And I literally just had to walk off set and just cry like a baby for oh. a while because what I realized, these girls can go home today after we finish shooting this scene. They can go back to their parents and to their own beds and the safety of their homes, and yet who they are representing can't do that. Yeah, that's right. And that was so moving, you know. Um and it, it touched the lives of the actors, actresses that we had there, just realizing what they were portraying. Yeah. So it's our prayer that that same, you know, that that message and, the, and that people can feel that message. It's heavy. Wow. And yet God, God can use us, you know, to rescue them. And so it's, uh, I'm thankful to be, be able to do this today and raise awareness of all these different topics and, you know, make a difference in people's lives. And so praise mm-hmm. God for that. Now, this particular film, Traffic, that you produced, you wrote it, mm-hmm. it, it depicts mm-hmm. the life of a one Anna Davis. Tell us about Anna. Yeah, so in this, she played the lead. Her name was Anna, as you mentioned, and she had been uh, kidnapped uh, you know, prior to all of this, and you don't know really a time frame in it, but when we open it up, she had actually been rescued at some time prior to this, and she's sitting on a witness stand in a court of law. And we have her trafficker with the defense attorney, the prosecuting attorney, the gallery you know, of people, all of that, the judge. And she's telling, she's, she's reliving her story, oh. trying to see if there is enough evidence 
to put the, the trafficker in jail, to lock him up, prove him guilty. And so that was the whole theme, I guess, behind that. Much of it happens in the court of law. But then we use flashbacks to go back as she's sharing her story. Then we're reliving that story with her from how she got enticed from a fake social media profile. And she thought it was this young, cute blonde who really liked her. And it wasn't. It was a trafficker that enticed her through the fake profile. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so that's happening all the time. We So we go from there into meeting him at a park and it wasn't him. It was this thug that was there to, to get her and take her to that place I mentioned a minute ago where all those girls were being held. And so we go through this whole story and I won't give it away, but it's a very powerful story. Uh, It does show um, how one lady saw something and it didn't feel right. It didn't look right. And she followed up on her instinct and ended up being able to help rescue this young girl. And so it's uh. Yeah, it's very powerful. Uh, it's emotional. It's emotional for me mm-hmm. hearing it. And I've uh, had the privilege of interviewing a number of people who are doing similar things and doing all that they can do. Uh, and God is, he's definitely speaking through people like you, Doug. And mm-hmm. thank you for making this film. It's called Trafficked. Tell us how people yes. can see it and watch it. Yeah, we do have a YouTube channel, Make It Clear Studio, uh, on YouTube. Uh, and you can see that you can go to make it clear dot com because I'm not I'm not exactly sure. Uh, let me think through that just for a moment. Yes. Make it clear dot com. And there is a link there that'll just you can rent the traffic video. It's only like three dollars. It's real cheap. But you can do that on there. There's actually a short version. Um, and then there's the full length version. Mm-hmm. And so there's a 10 minute version. And there's one that's a little over a half hour. They're both short films. But. So you can see both of those along with some bonus features at makeitclearstudio.com and just click where it says Rent Trafficked. Um, we, we're right now in the process of, st- of developing our own TV station, radio station. All kinds of things are going on with the overall ministry that we're very excited about to be able to bring not only our content but a lot more of this type of content you know, to the to the public. Oh, that sounds great. Well, I look forward to keeping in touch with you, Doug, and having you back on the program. This is, you're way too close to us up there in Georgia for us not to take advantage of you as a resource, as a helpful mm-hmm. guide. Again, that's makeitclearstudio.com. And the film that Doug made is called Trafficked. And it's something, it may not be the easiest thing that we can consider but it's one of the most important things that we can have on our hearts and minds and in our prayer. God, have mercy on all these kids and young people that are being affected and impacted by human trafficking. Doug Stroop, thank you so much for being with me today. Uh, Thank you, Mike. This is always a privilege. Thanks so much. And God bless you and your ministry. All right. And we'll be back in a moment right here on Afternoons with Mike. EC Waters Air Conditioning and Heat serves all your comfort needs. With over 40 years experience, EC Waters is a top train comfort specialist, earning customers for life with integrity. No wonder EC Waters Air Conditioning and Heat has earned a 4.6 or higher out of 5 rating and reviews across all major online platforms. For all your comfort needs, call 407-603-9144 or visit ecwaters.com. On the line with me, yet another person whose life was really amazingly touched and blessed by the people over at Samaritan Ministries, Brad Hopp, who is from the Midwest. He, too, has a story, and he's on the line, but uh, we're also with him going to be talking about the same subject matter that we just did with Doug earlier in the show, and that is the whole trafficking thing, and God is using Brad in uh, Iowa with something very, very similar. So it's great to have Brad Hop on, a first-timer. Welcome to the program today, Brad. Oh, thank you so much, Mike. You know, this is really great to be able to connect, and obviously the connector in all of this mm-hmm. is the fact that you two were involved in an accident. With Doug, it was a bike accident. Yours, I've heard of a lot more people being seriously injured on mm-hmm. one of these tractors like you were riding, but you have a farming background, so it's not uncommon at all for you to be on the tractor. And tell no. us what happened on the day of the accident. What was going on? 
so we were we were uh i was using an old farmall 400 which is like the old uh if you ever see a picture of the 1950s red farmall tractor that's pretty much what i had and, and um we were cleaning up the front yard and you know some work out there and and uh i was i was going out to dump a load out of the loader um into a dump pile that i have and and was coming down into the ditch and i i um what i didn't see along the shoulder of the road was a little dip and i was still running parallel to the ditch and and i hit that dip and it it rocked the tractor sideways and and uh barrel rolled it into the ditch uh six feet down oh. i ended up underneath the passenger's tire with the tire still in drive and still turning and and uh uh through the grace of god and through i know i had angels there uh the tires on my pelvis rolling i reach up i find the axle blind i can't see it and i push it off i'm laying on my side and, and um, the tractor just hops and uh, i couldn't push you over with, over with the weight that i pushed the tractor with and and crawled out five or six feet away with a broken pelvis and and i knew what i had done i knew right away that my pelvis was broken and and oh, uh my goodness. crawled five or six feet away and the tractor started on fire and and uh somebody was coming down the highway towards me and saw me go over and and uh stopped and got the emts there and and everything and, and it was really amazing because the emts were all at the firehouse we have a volunteer fire department they were all at the firehouse the ambulance crews were at the firehouse and the firefighters were at the firehouse already because they were going to go do a controlled burn and so um the emts were to me within probably seven minutes i mean obviously i wasn't looking at my watch but i'm, yeah, I'm right. estimating approximately seven minutes you had bigger things on your mind at that moment <laughs> yeah definitely you know, there are so many aspects of a miraculous uh, gift that God gave you on that day. Mm -hmm. You know, I've heard, Brad, I've heard numerous stories in my lifetime about how adrenaline kicks in with people when, they are, when they're oppressed with mm -hmm. a need. And here you are, mm -hmm. you're actually injured with a, not a small injury at that, a broken no. pelvic bone. And this tractor is literally laying on you with the, the, the wheel turning on you. My goodness, right. that was like it was just driving you further and further and down in, in this thing. And somehow yeah. you push the tractor off. Was that with one arm yeah. or two? Not that it really matters. But. Just one. No, it was just one. I was, oh, my, my left side was laying on the ground and the, and the tractor was on my right side. And, oh. and uh, yeah, it was just one-handed and... And like I said, I couldn't push you over with the weight that I pushed a tractor with. No way. I mean, yeah. I, I, I know I had angels. Yeah. And there's not any question in my mind. We hear this. It's kind of a used expression over and over. You really shouldn't be alive. I mean, I've heard no. that. And, and But that really does describe you, Brad. You shouldn't be alive. Right. But God was not done with you, man. Right. That is so right. exciting. And so tell us, how did Samaritan come to your rescue on that? So we had been Samaritans for members for several years, and and they, uh, you know, first off, they helped us negotiate down the bills um, because we're considered self-pay. Uh, the medical bills were going to be over one hundred fifty thousand uh, to cover my surgery and rehab and all that, and uh, um, they helped us negotiate it down to like seventy five thousand. Um, and then all the Samaritan members, uh, you know, that were assigned to our need. Uh, sent their payments to us, and, and uh, we got all of our, our medical bills covered. We had to cover our portion or our share out of it, which was $300. So, Isn't you know, that out of something? a $75,000 bill, we had to cover 300 I think that has got to be encouraging to people who are needing to make a change. And, you know, in Florida, mm -hmm. we're, we're going through constantly seeing uh, insurance companies of all kinds raise rates, and that's true for mm -hmm. health insurance. It's going on right now, even in property insurance in Florida in a major way. But to, to realize that you had that level of bill and that mm -hmm. low amount of outgo on your own part, right. that's just amazing. Right. Another miracle. Well, yeah. And, and, you know, you, you look at it this way, you know, when you're in a time of, of that need, of that amount of need, where you're not going to be working. I mean, I was supposed to be non-walking for three months, no working for six months. Um, another miracle was that I walked out of my, my follow-up appointment six weeks after my surgery. Um, 
But, wow. And then two weeks later, I was dragging luggage across Chicago here, going back to my, my normal, at the time, day job of delivering fire trucks and stuff. And, and uh, um, so, you know, when you're, when you're faced with being off work for that long and then to only have to pay $300, you know, is another miracle in itself. My goodness. Well, friends, if you are in that boat, uh, Samaritan Ministries website is the following, SamaritanMinistries.org. And you can mm-hmm. be like Brad, go there, check it out, and find that. And they're not paying me at all for that. I just think it's a marvelous option for mm-hmm. a lot of people who are looking for this. Now, after you healed, uh, it's like mm-hmm. uh, now not only are you a brand new man physically and given a another lease on life from God, man, he just blessed you and mm-hmm. he wasn't done with you. And maybe part of the plan that he had for saving your life was what you started mm-hmm. getting involved in in 2017. Uh, and after that accident, uh, this this thing of tra- human trafficking and helping girls, particularly in uh, in the Asia, Asian young ladies, uh, and mm-hmm. delivering them from sex trade. How did that come about? So my business partner is a missionary over in Communist Asia, and he and and uh, his team over there work with the underground church. They work with leper villages. Um, they work with, you know, orphanages, uh, and so on, but he had, had, um, his cover was that he had an American fair restaurant and he had two young ladies that came into the restaurant and, uh, as employees and, and they both became Christians and they, uh, had a heart to see girls come out of the brothels. And, and in this particular country, their cover story for brothels is they're a karaoke club. And, uh, so the girls built relationships with the brothel owners and with the girls in the brothels. And, and one day they said to, to my partner, they said, Hey, do you, you know, or they would said to the brothel owner, rather, they said, do you want to meet an American that speaks our language? And he said, well, I've never met an American, let alone one that speaks my language. And, uh, and so he, he sat down with Andrew and, and uh, he became a Christian and set all of his girls free. And then he started helping us rescue more. Well, those two girls that were working in the restaurant are now our assistant house moms. And um, wow. we give the girls all new clothing, all new toiletries. We literally go in and steal them from the brothels. Um, we get them into our rescue and rehab facility. We we ask the girls if they want to come with us. We have a female staff that goes on the rescue missions with us. And, and she, she asked the girls, you know, do you want to come with us? We're getting you out of here. We're getting you to safety. 100% of them have said yes. And um, um, it can be very, very, very dangerous work. Um, we've had some circumstances where where uh, uh, brothel owners were coming after Andrew and or eight brothel owners coming after Andrew. And, and uh, through uh, God's grace, um, he was actually arrested um, Isn't that by something? the government of this country to, for his own protection. They didn't, you know... Uh, it was it was completely <laughs> it was completely a miracle. So, but the organization uh, that you formed is called the Tashua Tea Company. Tell us about yes. that name. That's a little bit unusual, Tashua. Right. Yeah. So Tashua is actually the Hebrew word for deliverance, but in the language of the of the of the people we're working with, um, it actually translates into special tree. So the T E is special. The S H U is the tree. And the A-H is an exclamation point at the end of the sentence. So for us, it's really symbolic of what we're doing because our deliverance comes through a very special treat. Now, now and, uh, that is a great illustration. What a metaphor that the cross mm-hmm. would be the tree that really offers the hope of the world. And that is so true. Tashua right. Tea Company. And so this is operating and delivering. Uh, what is that like for you to be part of this and to see this, how often do you get to interact with this and uh, the missionary friend and all of the ministry going on through Teshua? So Andrew is on our on our board and, and um, for our nonprofit, and and uh, so I get to interact with him pretty pretty regularly. I haven't gotten to go over there yet, um, but for me, it's it's really fun to watch the girls because we have one that's become a licensed insurance agent. We have one that's become a licensed cosmetologist and opened her own beauty salon. We have two that have become assistant house moms. And I'm watching the gospel in action 
deliver these girls, you know, because you have a lot of NGOs and, and different organizations mm-hmm. that are rescuing girls, but they miss the key component of the gospel. And it's the gospel that really brings the change and, and really is the key to helping them recover. Uh, and and when you see that, they're experiencing it firsthand, and, and I'm excited to watch what happens and what watch what God does, because they're going to just be absolute sticks of dynamite in this in this country. Wow. Teshua Tea Company, what a great name. Again, uh, meaning in Hebrew, deliverance, but in their mm-hmm. language in Asia, carrying an entirely different metaphor, that right. of a special tree. To think that you're mm-hmm. touching these, and I understand that you've had over 60 young ladies that's been delivered from Teshua, mm-hmm. right? We've rescued 63 girls so far, and we've opened a second rescue house. We have opportunities in other countries, um, and we're working to get there. Um, COVID has slowed a few things down, but we're working to get there uh, to be able to go into some other countries and, and replicate what what we're doing in Asia and stuff. So, yeah. How can people who are listening that would like to know more about Teshua, how can they find it out on the web? So it's T E S H U A H. T-E-A.com, or they can also go to DeliveranceT.com. Uh, DeliveranceT.com so or Teshua. Either way, they can get there. Yeah, Teshua T. T-E-S-H-U-A-H. That's so incredible. Brad, uh, what, what's it like there and when where you are? You're up in the Midwest right now. What's yep. what, up in Tornado Alley, right? Uh, I think we're north of it a little bit. We don't get, we get tornadoes once in a while, but not like Oklahoma. So, oh, that's yeah, true. Iowa, and, and it's not bad. It's not as hot and humid as Orlando. So, <laughs> well, those I'm of us that are in, in Central Florida have been feeling the heat recently. That's for sure. Yeah. Grateful for you, Brad. Grateful for all that you've done. Amazed at your story of how God protected your life. And even more amazing is then after he protects you, saves you, heals you, you get to go mm-hmm. and get part of this incredible ministry that's making a difference. And I think yeah. that's something that we all need to look and pray about and consider. So thank you, sir. Yeah. I appreciate it. Thank you. And friends, thanks for joining us today on The Shepherd here on Afternoons with Mike. We'll see you next time.